everyone, and welcome to The Meta Spiritualist. My name is Marla Mateen, and I am The Meta Spiritualist. And for this episode, I'm doing something a little different, stepping a little bit more outside of my comfort zone. As you all have been listening to my podcast, I am on the horizon of stepping into making more video content and other content that I'm sure you will be engaged with. So for this episode, I'd like to introduce to you the Meta Spiritualist's Meta Oration, which simply means lecture. And for this first oration, I'd like to introduce you to the book, Let Your Life Speak by Parker J. Palmer. For this episode, we will go over the first couple of chapters, which is valuable in and of itself, in my opinion. So let's begin. So this is the book, Let Your Life Speak. And in the first chapter, the first chapter is listening to life. And he asks, ask me whether what I have done is my life. What am I meant to do and who am I meant to be? A lot of times we, in this life, ask children all the time, what would you like to be when you grow up? And nine times out of 10, our children tell us, oh, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a lawyer. I want to be a police officer. I'd like to be a firefighter. However, how much of that is introduced to them and they are influenced or inspired by those specific um, roles. So in the book, he talks about um, what a purposeful life path looks like. And a purposeful life path looks like, looks different to different people. So basically there's people who believe that as you accumulate wealth, that is purpose. As you become um, someone who holds a an official title, meaning that you have a position that is of a, an official capacity, giving you some sort of power or authority that is purposeful for some people. Um, winning at a competition. So in our society, we have a lot of people who are mainly athletes or who are musicians. And so they feel accomplished and purposeful when they went at a competition. And for a lot of people, it's simply securing a career. What does success and purpose look like for you? And this is a part of listening to life that a lot of us need to practice more. One of the recurring themes that I saw in chapter one is vocation and what vocation really means. Vocation becomes an act of will, a grim determination that one's life will go this way or that way, whether it wants to or not. That's what um, Parker outlines. So vocation does not come from willfulness. It comes from listening. The word voice is hidden in the word vocation. It means calling that I hear. The etymology of vocation means a spiritual calling. 
also call or consecration or calling profession. So basically, vocation has a way of threatening our ego. That's what he also outlines in the book. And it also signifies that everyone is trying to live in this consciousness as I. So in the spiritual community, you hear, or metaphysics per se, you hear a lot of I am. So you make reference to I am to affirm the things that you have in this lifetime. Now, another thing that he outlines in chapter one is that everyone is taught to listen to everything but ourselves. And when we do that, we become influenced by something outside of ourselves that may or may not be in alignment with what our true purpose for this life is. Another thing is verbalization about all things as we experience in life, meaning our strengths and our virtues. That is also a part of vocation. We also have to be sure that we are verbalizing our liabilities, our limits, our trespasses, and our shadow. Now, I want to say that we cannot live our life authentically if we're not speaking truth about our current state of affairs. The last thing in chapter one that is outlined is that our soul. So he says, in the chapters to come, I speak often of my own mistakes, of wrong terms I've taken, of misreadings of my own reality, for hidden in these moments are important clues to my own vocation. Meaning that as you listen more to yourself, you will understand exactly what your purpose is and also the purpose of others in your life. Um, he mentions the soul not being responsive to subpoenas or cross-examinations. This basically means that our soul is responsive to a small, still voice. It's very quiet, inviting, and trustworthy. And when those conditions are right, that is when we truly hear our soul speak to us. Our soul also is like a wild animal, he states, that it's tough, resilient, savvy, self-sufficient, and exceedingly shy. So we are multidimensional in terms of how we are and not just centric and focused solely on one thing as we, we develop ourselves. Now, in chapter two, I love this title because oftentimes we do things that pull us away or steer us away or distract us from the things that we know we are to do. And so the title of chapter two is Now I Become Myself. So after we first listen 
to the unction of spirit within us, then we can truly become ourselves. It starts off by saying a vision of vocation with 21 words carefully chosen and artfully woven. May Sartin evokes the quest for vocation, at least my quest for vocation with candor and precision. Now I become myself. It's taken time, many years and places. I have been dissolved and shaken, worn other people's faces. What a long time it can take to become the person one has always been. This is what's very interesting about this chapter. And I, I absolutely loved reading it because um, he talks about his religious upbringing and the things that he was taught as a child. He discovered our, we discover our true and deep identity very young. We know exactly what we came here to do, who we are and whose we are. It's when we allow for those outside uh, distractions to guide us and steer us away from our true purpose. And it takes individuals, our parents, our grandparents, who are tapping into their own self and their wisdom and their discernment to help children stay focused on that track and who they are. And that's what's really important. Um, he says, today I understand vocation quite differently, not as a goal to be achieved, but as a gift to be received. Discovering vocation does not mean scrambling towards some prize just beyond my reach, but accepting the treasure of true self I already possess. Vocation does not come from a voice out there calling me to become something I am not. It comes from a voice in here calling me to be the person I was born to be, to fulfill the original selfhood given to me at birth by God. It is a birthright in and of itself for us to operate in who we were, we were created to operate as. I enjoyed reading this book so much because it it really is in alignment with where I am today and where I feel I can help the overall collective to allow for themselves to let their lives speak. The last couple of points I want to make um, in chapter two is he said that we spend the second half of our lives working to reclaim the gifts that we had in our earlier years. And that statement is profound to me because I remember as a child, the things that I wanted to do and the places that I wanted to go. And what's interesting is the things that I wanted to do in high school I'm now doing as an adult who is almost 40 years old. So the second half of my life, I feel that I'm really going to get to do the things that I know I really want to do in this life. I'm reclaiming the second half of my life to allow for it to speak not only to myself, 
to my family, to my friends, and to strangers that I meet on the street. Because when we show up as our authentic self, we empower others to show up as their authentic selves. The last point that he brings up in this chapter is faking it until you make it. And um, I'm going to go to page 16. And this is where I thought it was very interesting because, you know, we're always told, oh, just fake it till you make it. Pretend it'll come to you. And sometimes that not, that is not necessarily true. The human self also has a nature, limits as well as potentials. If you seek vocation without understanding the material you are working with, what you build with your life will be ungainly and may well put lives in peril, your own and some of those around you, faking it. In the service of high values is no virtue and has nothing to do with vocation. It is an ignorant, sometimes arrogant attempt to override one's nature and it will always fail. Our deepest calling is to grow into our own authentic selfhood, whether or not it conforms to some image of who we ought to be. As we do so, we will not only find the joy that every human being seeks, we will also find our path of authentic service in the world. True vocation joins self and service as Frederick Buckner asserts when he defines vocation as the place where your deep gladness meets the world's deep need. So I challenge you today and the rest of this week to think of the things that you wanted to do as a child, the visions, the dreams, the imagery that you came to know within yourself and trace back where you were distracted or detoured and how much time and space is between that point and where you are today. And by doing that, you can uncover and unlock and reclaim the things that you know you were purposed for in this life. Um, I may revisit this little book, but I might post some questions on our Facebook page, or I might um, send out a couple of surveys to you all so that you can engage with me and let me know uh, what it is that you would like to learn or hear or have a discussion about, because I think this is a great platform for us to come together often and learn the way of spirituality and religion through someone else's eyes. I think that we have a unique and um, significant opportunity in this day and age with social media to um, see where we are and where we want to go and how we can help each other. So that is it for our meta oration for this month, going over let Your Life Speak by author 
Parker J. Palmer. And I want to give a shout out to my girlfriend who allowed for me to borrow this book. I will be returning it soon. Um, but thank you all so much for tuning in to The Metaspiritualist. And I want to remind you that if you'd like to dial into our frequency, be sure to follow us on Facebook at The Metaspiritualist, Twitter at Metaspiritu1, and we are on Podbean, Apple, Google, the iHeartRadio app, and Listen Notes. We're now on Instagram at Metaspiritualist. And if you haven't already done so, feel free to subscribe to our newsletter. Each week, I release a new issue that shares a personal perspective, an affirmation for the collective, and a hype of a friend of the Metaspiritualist. If you enjoy the content that is being brought to you, feel free to message us at metaspiritualist at gmail.com. Until next time, I hope that you are in peace, harmony, love, and abundance.